Foxes have dens, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. I've been praying with this passage literally for months now, not in anticipation of this homily, but instead in anticipation of the linkage of the parishes of Canton, Potsdam, and Colton, because well, I'm just feeling pretty unsettled. We're not sure who the priests will be. We're not sure where they will live. And literally, I'm not sure where I will be resting my head. So early on, this line came not from Luke's telling, but from Matthew's. Foxes of dens, birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. And I'd like to share with you today what happened when I was praying with it. Over time, I realized it wasn't just the message of toughening up. It's a part of the Christian message. There can't be wimpy Christians. We know that he rested his head, yes, upon the wood of the cross. And he tells us that if we are to be his disciples, we must take up our crosses and follow him. I know. That's what I signed up for. If I go, I'm sent. But keep reading in Matthew's Gospel. Do you know what the very next passage is? It's in the eighth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Ironically, it's Jesus resting his head. He's going to sleep. Do you remember where? In a boat, in the midst of the sea in the midst of a storm. As I was praying with it, I could picture him. Literal calm in the midst of the storm. And I knew right there, with him, there's nowhere safer. There's no more more consoling. There's nowhere more fulfilling. So what I feel called to share with you today is the question, how about you? First of all, have have you noticed any storms in your life these days? If so, he invites you likewise to stay with him in the midst of it. Not ignoring it, not pretending that there are no storms, not pasted with a a smile, pasted on our, our faces, pretending everything is fine, but fully aware that he, the one who invites us to rest with him, he is the one, the only one, who with one word can calm the storm. Why does he let it go so long? Why are we tossed so hard in the midst of it? I, I'd be a fool if I thought I could explain it. I don't know. But what I do know is what happens when we do, when, at least when I did. When I rested myself right there with him in the midst of that old smelly fisherman's boat. And I know that I'm not alone. In fact, we know what happened with St. John, right? St. John himself showed this truth. 
For John, the same one who with his brother James was all fire and brimstone and wanted to call down fire upon that Samaritan village because they didn't welcome Jesus and his disciples. Do you want us to call down fire? That would be great, yeah. No, somehow, this beloved disciple is the one who at the Last Supper has the audacity to rest his head upon the chest of the Lord. And somehow, in that close and intimate moment, surely hearing with his own ears the beating of Jesus' most sacred heart, he went from being the one calling down fire and violence to the one, the only of the twelve who was with Jesus at the cross. The one who stood at the foot of the cross with Mary, receiving Mary and her immaculate heart into his home. All the others denied. All the others betrayed. All the others fled. Because they had not rested with him. And so it strikes me that whatever the storm, whatever we're facing right here and right now, the legal storms, concerns about gun laws and abortion laws, the physical concerns, fear of of violence and unexpected pregnancies, the concerns and storms of relationships, struggles with spouses and children and co-workers, yes, but also the struggles of, of racism and sexual identity, just the, our place in society. Whatever the storms that we face, he says to each of us, follow me. And he invites us thereby to rest with him, to come in quiet adoration of him, and to come right in the midst of the storm to find his peace.